my Govan, and welcome to the Tolkien Lore Channel. I'm the Tolkien Geek, and today I'm going to delve into the rather thorny topic, pun intended, of whether wizards actually need their staves, that's the plural of staff, by the way, uh, to use magic. And this is kind of a tricky topic because the evidence is a little bit all over the place, in a sense. So, I'm going to be looking at the passages in The Lord of the Rings where magic seemingly is used by Gandalf specifically and try to get an idea of whether the staff is actually important in terms of being really necessary versus maybe a tool but not, you know, absolutely crucial for the use of magic. Now, we have to make a distinction up front here because... Gandalf the Grey and Gandalf the White are kind of two different things. Their ability to do things is a little bit different, and so I think we need to be aware of that up front in looking at this topic, so be aware of that, but I'm going to be looking at all of them at you know one time, and we'll kind of use that distinction later to see if there's anything that we should really draw in terms of a distinction there. But I think we will notice some differences, but not entirely different either. So let's start taking a look at uses of, or apparent uses of, magic in The Lord of the Rings. So the first thing that we get that seems at least a little bit iffy in terms of magic is when Gandalf is talking to Bilbo in Bag End after Bilbo has put all the ring and escaped, in a sense, from his own party. And... Of course, we get the scene where they're arguing and suddenly Gandalf seems to grow and becomes more ominous and like a shadow fills the room and all this stuff. And the the way it's done in Peter Jackson's film is a pretty good representation, I think, of what happens. But I don't think it's completely accurate, but it's a good enough visual image to you know get us where we want to go. No use of a staff is mentioned in this passage, but it's also somewhat questionable what exactly is going on. Is any magic actually happening here? Mm. Arguably, the only thing that's really happening is that Gandalf is kind of revealing who he really is, as opposed to the bent-over, humble wizard that he, you know, pretends to be most of the time. He doesn't usually just put his power level out there for everybody to see, and this is a thing that the book actually makes note of. So, whether he's actually doing any real magic is kind of up for question. The next instance that I came up with is not actually something that really happens. Or maybe it is. Unclear! It's a Frodo dream. Frodo dreams of Gandalf's escape from the Tower of Orthanc, and in the process of this dream, he sees a flash come from Gandalf's staff. Now, the reason why I think this might not be exactly a literal, you know, prophetic dream in the sense that Frodo is literally seeing in his dream what actually happened in real life is, if I were Saruman, why would I let Gandalf keep his staff? <laughs> that seems a little bit weird. And this raises another issue, which I'll mention in a minute. But Gandalf's staff in Frodo's dream lets out a flash of light. 
It's not really clear what purpose that serves, but of course we will see that again in Moria where he will use his staff to light the way, and this is the first real hint that the staff is kind of important in terms of Gandalf doing magic. Now, the reason, uh, the point that I wanted to come back to here is if Saruman indeed took Gandalf's staff, which would seem to be kind of a natural thing to do, then Gandalf presumably escaped without a staff, but he ends up with one anyway. Similarly, after he dies on the summit of Karadhras or whichever mountain they're in, and he, you know, fights the Balrog, dies, and then comes back to life, he then has a staff again. At any point, does he actually lose his staff? Does he have the same staff throughout the entire story? Or does it even matter what staff he has as long as he just has a staff? Interesting. Topic for another video. But it may or may not be important for this video. The next instance is the tossing of a burning branch to fight the wargs as they're approaching Moria. And... This one is kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier about does he need to have the specific staff that he has or can just any old staffy piece of wood work? Because if it can, then the use of this branch could be considered the use of a staff, in a sense. He tosses it in the air and basically catches, you know, like all the trees around them on fire. And if the branch could be considered a staff you know, or whatever the staff represents, basically a physical implement for using magic, then this is another use of that in, you know, furtherance of using magic, and therefore an interesting point. If it doesn't count as using a staff, it kind of weighs the other way. So, which is it? So that that's kind of important, and that's why I had to raise that issue. Now, when they're on Karadhras, he also uses his staff to light the fire that you know, keeps them warm for a little while, warm-ish, you know, he lifts up the wood and then he sticks his staff into it and that creates the fire. He also uses words in this context. He uses words when he throws the branch in the air with the wargs as well. And then he will also use his staff later when they actually reach the gates of Moria. He will touch the Ithildine with his staff just before making it light up. The lighting of the fire is clear magic, and Gandalf even acknowledges this. He says, I've, you know, for anybody with eyes to see, I have written in signs that all can read that Gandalf is here. So whatever he just did, not only did he do magic, he made it clear that it's Gandalf magic. So, that's interesting. The Ethildine, did he really need to touch the staff to the Ethildine to make it show up? That doesn't seem likely, because if that were true, then how would the elves and dwarves who used to live in Eregion and Khazad-dûm regularly make that show up? Presumably they could do that without needing a wizard's staff or a wizard's magic, right? I mean, did he need to do that? Which also raises the question, did he do any real magic at that point? And I would tend to think no. But it is interesting that he uses his staff to touch it in order to make it, or seemingly in order to make it show up. Why is that? Good question. Next we get, of course, the use of light in Moria. At first it's just kind of a dim light to make sure they can see where they're going. He will eventually use a much brighter light to show up the Great Hall. And this is really the only time 
that he clearly uses magic as Gandalf the Grey, where he doesn't seem to use any words uh, along with the staff to do whatever it is he's doing. And I don't know what significance that has necessarily, but I I only noted it because I was listening to Exploring the Lord of the Rings with Corey Olson recently, and he was talking about the passage on Caradhras where he lights the fire and how it almost seems like almost a, a, a prayer type thing where he, you know, he raises it as if he's, you know, appealing to the heavens and he uses language which translated the Elvish as something like fire be for the saving of us. And you could read that as a prayer to, you know, the Valar or whoever that, you know, they be saved by the fire. And it looks kind of semi-religious. So the fact that he uses words in most of these cases, but not here, is kind of interesting. The final use of magic by Gandalf the Grey comes at the bridge of Khazad-dûm, where he strikes the bridge with his staff and therefore cracks it. This is pretty clearly magical. A wooden stick is not going to break a stone bridge that has stood for thousands of years. Uh, so that's pretty clearly magic, and he's doing it with his staff. He doesn't seem to be doing it with any words, although he did use a lot of words with the Balrog, but it doesn't seem like, you know, necessarily a any words that are directly connected with the act. Although I did skip a point here, because when they were in the chamber before they had to run down to the, the Bridge of Khazad-dûm, he also, he tells this to the Fellowship after the fact, he had to use a, a word of command, and he was using a spell to keep the door closed. Unfortunately, we don't really have any information about this other than what he tells us, and so we don't know how much his staff was involved, and we don't know what kind of words were involved, although it does say he used a word of command, which that phrase is capitalized, which is also interesting. So we can't really use that exact point as a data point in our analysis because we don't know whether he used his staff for sure, but it's certainly interesting that we at least learn a little bit about it and get this word of command business. Now, as Gandalf the White, we get a few more instances of magic. The first is when he meets Aragorn, Gimli, and Legolas in Fangorn Forest, and when they are about to attack him, he raises his staff, and it causes Gimli's axe to fly out of his hand, and Aragorn's sword to flame up, and he has to throw it on the ground. So, he's using his staff, seemingly, and the way it's written, you could read it as he is knocking Gimli's uh, axe out of his hand, but I don't think that's actually what's going on. I think he's just raising his staff, and these things just happen. So, he uses his staff again here, and it's a much less direct effect, if you know what I mean. It's like action at a distance, whereas none of the stuff he did as Gandalf the Grey seems to have worked like that. Whenever he broke the Bridge of Khazad-dûm, he strikes it physically, and whenever he makes the Athildine light up, if that is what he's doing, he touches it. When he lights the fire on Karadhras, he sticks his staff into the bundle of wood. He's actually touching things with his staff. And the branch, if we're going to count that as a staff, he also is, you know, I mean, it's already on fire, but he throws it up and makes it catch fire on other things. So this is the first time, I think, 
that we see the staff being used in a way that affects things at a distance, which is notable, but he is still using his staff. The next occasion is when he is in Metaseld speaking to Theoden, and I've done a video on this where I have theorized that really not much magic is going on here. And so it's questionable whether any of this is actually magic, but he raises his staff and suddenly the lights dim because clouds come over the sun and the window into the hall is, you know, kind of blocked by the clouds and therefore it all gets dark. And then later on, basically the same thing happens and then there's a, a lightning strike that flashes the entire hall and Wormtongue ends up on the ground, probably just out of sheer fright. Uh, none of these things are necessarily caused by Gandalf. It could be a, just a timing thing that's coincidental. Not necessarily accidentally coincidental, if you know what I mean. But it could be magic, or it might not be magic. I have a theory that it's not really all that magical, but it also could be magic, and he's clearly raising his staff at least to draw attention to, if not actually causing the things that happen immediately afterwards. So if it is magic, it involves the use of a staff. The final use of magic, I believe, is going to be where he rides out against the Nazgul at Minas Tirith, and he raises his hand, and a white shaft of light comes and shines on the Nazgul and makes them fly away. Here there is no staff, and interestingly enough, this is seemingly the most powerful use of magic in the entire story, at least from Gandalf, because he is warding off the Nazgul, who are some of the most terrible things that we encounter, by raising his hand and shining light on them, which is kind of interesting. It's not like the Nazgul hate light so much that they just can't stand it. They wander around in daytime. I mean, they're not like orcs. They don't like light. So what kind of light is he shining on them, and how is it affecting them? But this is clearly a use of magic that does not involve the use of a staff, because no staff is mentioned in this passage. Now there's one other mention of staff that I think is pertinent to this, which does not necessarily involve the use of magic, although magic is also involved, but again, not with the staff. And this is where he breaks Saruman's staff at Isengard. He breaks the staff, which is a use of magic, but he doesn't seem to use his own staff to do it. But the reason I bring this up last is because the analysis here is more complicated because there are two people with a staff involved, and it's not exactly clear how much the staff is important. Gandalf demands that Saruman leave his staff with Gandalf and Theoden, etc., in exchange for his freedom, as a basically a pledge of his good conduct. And the interesting thing in is, does he want this because he doesn't want Saruman going around and doing magic with his staff? Or does he do it because he doesn't want him to be seen as a wizard? Like, you have forfeited your position in our order... You therefore don't get to have the staff that makes it look like you are a member of our order. And you might be let back in the order if you, you know, truly change your ways. Saruman is said at one point to have lost all powers, basically, except his voice. But this only comes 
after Gandalf has cast him out of the order, because before that he actually tells Pippin and others uh, that there's no knowing what he can do or may choose to try. A wild beast cornered is not safe to approach, and Saruman has powers you do not guess. Beware of his voice. Now, clearly he is referring to his voice there, but it also seems like he's referring to more than just that. You know, he may choose to try a lot of things. Is he referring necessarily to magic? Maybe not. It's possible here that he's not referring to that. But it's only clear that he has no powers other than his voice after this encounter. So, does Gandalf, by breaking Saruman's staff, strip him of any magic power that he might have had? And this again goes back to that question of, does Gandalf's staff have to be the same staff before and after Isengard and before and after the fight with the Balrog to actually affect things magically? And here's the key point. One thing that I didn't mention, after the fight with the Balrog, he no longer has the same staff. And how do we know that? Because when he breaks the bridge, the staff breaks. The other complicating factor here, though, is after that fight, he isn't Gandalf the Grey anymore. He becomes Gandalf the White and presumably is reinvested with whatever power he had or whatever, however you want to look at that. But he is sent back and he is sent back in a way that, you know, it's like, okay, we give you a new staff. We, you know, you get to do all the things you did before. So the fact that he definitely does not have the same staff after the Balrog fight probably doesn't actually prove anything. And so therefore it is possible that Gandalf has the same staff before and after his imprisonment in Orthanc, but we don't know that and it seems weird to think that. But if you have to have the staff, the same staff, to use magic, what good does breaking Saruman's do? Unless we assume that Saruman has personally invested more into his own individual staff than maybe Gandalf did and therefore breaking his specific staff really matters. These are complicated questions. You see what I'm getting at here? There's a lot of instances of the use of magic where no staff is involved, seemingly. There are implications that the staff is important, and there are definitely cases where the staff seems to be a necessary element of the use of magic. And then there are cases where it's like, is this even magic at all where the staff is used? And so it's hard to determine where we have to fall on this question. It seems like the staff is at least a tool for the use of magic and possibly necessary for some uses of magic, but not all. Not only does Gandalf the White use his hand only, to shine light on the Nazgul, but even Gandalf the Grey does a few things that don't require the use of the staff that seem to be magical. And we have some instances where we don't know exactly what happens, like when he uses the word of command to keep the door of the chamber of Mazarbul shut. So it gets really complex, and you have to rec reconcile all these different things to understand how this works, and I don't think there is a single answer that we could draw from all these instances to say, here's the complete set of rules for how wizards can do magic. I just don't think we can actually do that. What I do think is that 
the staff is important for a wizard's use of magic, at least in certain ways. And my hunch is that the use of the staff is necessary insofar as the wizard is attempting to deal with other physical aspects of the world around them. Because if you look at it, when Gandalf shines light out of his hand, is he really affecting the physical world? I don't think so, actually. When he raises his staff in Metaseld, if he is doing magic at all, he is actually gathering clouds and then dispersing them later to you know, bring the light back into the hall. When he uses his staff on the bundle of sticks on Karadras, he is dealing with the physical world. When he touches the Athildine, he is dealing with the physical world. But then also he has this random use of the staff where it just shines a light in Moria. Okay. That's interesting. Uh, it's not really clear exactly how all this is supposed to work. But it seems like the staff at least is connected with the use of magic affecting things physically in the world around them. Him growing and seeming more ominous in, in Bag End is not really changing anything about the world. I don't think that really counts. His use of a word of command in the Chamber of Mazarbul may or may not have involved the use of a staff. If it did, it was because he was trying to hold a door shut. If it did not, I think it could be explained away by saying Gandalf as a Maya has certain powers that he has recourse to which are really, really, really powerful and only to be used in extreme circumstances and apply kind of just as a general rule, staff or no, because of just who he is. So the ones that use the staff seem mainly to connect to, you know, affecting real physical things in the physical world. And that seems to be the main thing that connects all this together. And that would be why, when he breaks Saruman's staff, Saruman is left with no power except that of his voice, because that's just who he is. Saruman is, by his own nature, a very convincing, you know, smooth talker, basically, let's say. So if I had to draw a single rule from all this, I would say that that's probably the best that we could come up with, is that the staff is necessary for any magic which affects physical things in the world. I don't think we could really get more specific than that, and even that is arguably not a very, you know, 100% certain rule. I think there might be exceptions to that, again, word of command. So, is the staff necessary? Yes and no. It's necessary for certain types of magic. And I should say here, for anybody who really knows their Tolkien, yes, I understand magic and magic is not always the same thing. I am just using the term broadly to mean anything that seems supernatural, not, you know, making a distinction here between the arts of the enemy versus the arts of the elves, okay? Just ignore that distinction. I am taking this from the perspective of a Samwise Gamgee reading this story saying, it all looks like magic to me, right? So, magic in this sense... Certain types of magic can be done by the wizards without the use of their staff. Certain types cannot be done without the use of their staff. So, 
Can we get any more specific than that? I don't feel comfortable getting any more specific than that. But I do feel fairly comfortable with this. So that's where I kind of come down on the topic of do wizards need staffs to, you know, a staff to do magic? Yes. And probably they need the same staff because otherwise why break Sarakons? Which means Gandalf probably has the same staff before and after his imprisonment on Orthanc. Which is really interesting because that implies that Saruman let him keep it, which is kind of strange, but there you go. It might also explain Frodo's dream, though, because in Frodo's dream, he sees Gandalf use his staff to shine a light. Is that him shining a light to get Gwaihir's attention in the, you know, the real way that the story happens? We don't get that detail whenever Gandalf tells how Gwaihir rescued him, but it's entirely possible that if Gandalf saw Gwaihir approaching from the distance, he remembered his words to Radagast and was like, oh yeah, he's probably sent here by Radagast to actually deliver news. I need to get his attention before he tries to go meet up with Saruman somewhere else. So he uses his staff, makes a flash of light to get his attention and be like, hey, come here. You know, that would explain Frodo's dream. Although Frodo's dream is probably still not completely literally true because there are other elements of it that I'm not getting into, but it would explain why that's a part of his dream and it would explain a lot of other things too, which tells you how arrogant Saruman is. He's like, I don't care if Gandalf's stuck up there with his staff. He's not going to get out anyway. Oh yeah. (laughs) That didn't work out so well. So I think probably that is what happened. Saruman let Gandalf keep his staff because he was just too arrogant to think that Gandalf would be able to do anything with it. And Gandalf did the one thing with it that, you know, seems so small. He creates light, right? But it's enough to get him rescued off the tower because he was smart enough to tell Radagast earlier, hey, send word to Orthanc so we actually know what's going on if you get any news. So... That's where I come down, ultimately, and I think it kind of works with all these different instances, and I think it ultimately does give us a way to explain and look at all these different passages that all fits together pretty coherently. Now, my theory as to some other stuff that I mentioned earlier, I have a theory about why the staff is there and why it's important which I will address in another video, and stay tuned for that. It's probably going to be a Thursday Thoughts video, because I don't think I'm going to be able to say that much about it, uh, other than what I've already said here. But I think it's an interesting theory, and I think it might hold some water. Uh, But in the meantime, that's it for this video. hope you enjoyed it, and if you have any thoughts on this topic, your own ideas, if I missed any uses of magic that I should have mentioned to take into account anything like that, leave it in the comments below and we can develop this idea a little further. If you want to catch more of my content, make sure you subscribe and click the bell icon if you're on YouTube. You can check my alternate platform links below and social links. Follow me on Twitter for occasional Tolkien-related trivia questions. And you can also find support links below. Until the next time, I'm the Tolkien Geek, signing out for the Tolkien Lore Channel. Namadie.